Welcome back. <laughs> Hi guys, and welcome back to the Jeepers Creepers podcast. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Kylie. And we just recorded a good five-minute spiel on this episode, only to discover that we had left the TV on in the background, so we're starting again. We don't think you want to hear Sunny in the yeah. background. You can't even hear the whole thing, so it wouldn't even be worth it. Yeah, so we're sorry for... Not putting out a podcast episode last week. <laughs> and then fucking up the first five minutes the first time. <laughs> yeah, so we got engaged. Um, if you listen to the bonus episode, you would know we got engaged last week. We could have recorded a podcast, and we're gonna be honest and say we slacked on that one. Yeah, but, I mean... We think it, it was reasonable. We got engaged. We have a, it only we have happens once. Excuse. It's fine. It's fine. We will be focusing on The Exorcist. Yeah. So, I'm going to get right into it, because we have already been talking for too long. <laughs> Tell me again. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, The Exorcist came out on December 26, 1973, which we were just discussing. It was a <laughs> very bold time to come out with a horror movie the day after Christmas. Celebrate Jesus. Uh, yeah, especially, <laughs> Kylie had said, was a weird time, because it's about possession, and Christmas is about Christianity, so it was a bold time to put that out, but I guess it kind of goes together. It's a statement. It's the dark side it's of Christianity. It's a statement. Yeah, so it was directed by William Friedkin, and it was based off the 1971 novel by William Peter Blatty. The movie was, like, super shocking to its viewers, and it allegedly caused heart attacks and miscarriages, although I could not find any actual proof on a miscarriage occurring because of the movie. There were actual heart attacks in the theater, though. I feel like that's, because a lot of miscarriages also, there's really no explanation for, so I feel like they were probably just like, well, it happened around this time. We're going to put the blame on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was actually a scientific article published about this movie, and they called it cinematic neurosis that people got because of this film. Like most of the movies we've covered, especially the older ones, a lot of people attempted to ban the film because they thought it was some bullshit and some blasphemy. Horror will especially. always prevail. <laughs> horror will always prevail uh, but they were all unsuccessful actually less successful than any of the ones we discussed because I don't think any place actually banned it Yeah. so it ended up being nominated for 10 Oscars and won an Academy Award for Best Picture which if you follow horror movies often you would know that's extremely rare they usually don't get any awards yeah. no matter how well made they are because just people don't get that hyped about them Yeah. it's a niche fan Base, yeah, it really like. is. Yeah. And as of 2019, the film has grossed over $441 million. Whoa. And it's widely regarded as the best horror movie ever made. That's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, but I do know, like, so many people who this is their favorite horror movie. I d yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's one of those movies that I don't want them to ever remake. I they would We have different opinions on that. I don't want what? any remakes. I don't want any remakes. Oh, you like the yeah. remakes. We've talked about this. I like some remakes. Anyway, so the film itself follows the story of a possessed 12-year-old named Reagan who undergoes an exorcism to get rid of the demon in her body. <laughs> so The Exorcist was an absolutely terrifying movie for its time. We did not realize, though, what was going on behind the scenes. We only saw what came out. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, so The Exorcist, I like as a movie, at least for history, because it is considered one of the few possessed movies ever made. So there is... Oh. Like, um, Poltergeist? Yes, okay, okay, yes. Okay. So there's a squad of movies that are considered possessed. We were actually going to do back-to-back -back episodes, The Exorcist, and the next one was going to be The Omen, mm -hmm. but I switched that up and I want to do that for later because they're actually back-to-back -back possessed movies. Right, you told so me that. So we will do The Omen eventually, but that's also a possessed movie. So yeah. essentially that just means that the set 
was a shit show and a lot of shit went down that people can't really explain and when you're dealing with a really tough subject like possession demons yeah demons <laughs> uh, you might want to chalk it up to that so yeah, maybe the film has been considered cursed and the budget originally for this film was five million dollars mm-hmm. and it ended up costing them ten million dollars because of all the setbacks Holy that shit. they encountered oh that poor production team yeah that sucks <laughs> Uh, so the first of these tragedies was a fire that burned down the set at 2.30 a.m. on a Sunday in 1972, just as filming began. Uh, a bird had flown into a circuit box. No. Yep. Flew right up. Like, it just went straight up in flames. No! Yep. Had flown into a circuit box, and the only part of the set untouched by the flames was the room that they used for the exorcism scenes. Like, the bedroom. Yeah, weird, right? So it's like the, all these weird things There's come a into demon play. In there. Yeah. So it took them six weeks to rebuild the set, only to have the new sprinkler system break immediately and cause another two week delay. So other tragedies on the set included deaths and injuries to people apart or close to the crew. I don't know how to pronounce any of these actors' names, and I'm going to butcher all of them. But uh, Max von Sydow, Sydow, something like that. Sounds close. I am was not born in the 70s. <laughs> you can't or say the 70s. 60s or the 50s. Uh, you are. No, I'm saying, like, I don't know these people. Like, yeah. they're not, like, the actors we know today. Like, I don't know sure. how to pronounce their names. They're not famous to me. Uh, so this guy played Father Marin, uh, and he landed in New York for his first scenes only to learn that his brother had died unexpectedly in Sweden. Max then became super ill during filming. Another guy, Jack McGoran, who played Burke Dennings, died one week after his death was filmed in the scene. No. Yeah. How'd he die? He had died of the flu. Oh. That, yeah, that he got on a London flight, apparently. Shit. Was this before his death was filmed that he got the flu? You probably don't know. No, that. no, no. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, he died that quickly. I think he died okay. quickly. Yeah. Wow. It was the seventies, but still, that's yeah. pretty. That's it's, pretty rare. Yeah. Anyway, uh, get back to <laughs> vaccinate your children. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so also the son of Jason Miller, who played Father Karras, was struck by a motorcyclist on an empty beach during filming and nearly died. Oh my, didn't that happen to your dad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fun fact, my dad, and I do not remember his friend's name, so I feel bad about that, but my dad was with a friend of his on a beach, and a cyclist was riding on, a motorcyclist was riding on the beach, and went straight over my dad, and his friend grabbed this guy by the ponytail and ripped him straight off his motorcycle. Like, thought that fast and just grabbed the dude. Yeah, so my dad uh, just, like, crushed all the bones in his leg, and then something happened to, like, his stomach or something. He also has, like, this huge scar going down his stomach. Oh, my God. From it, yeah, so fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been him. Could have been him, but it wasn't. (laughs) So Ellen Burstein, who played Chris McNeil, also threw out her back after being slapped by Reagan. Just slapped? Yep, so there's a scene where she's slapped by Reagan, the possessed girl, and it threw out her back, and it left her bedridden for several weeks. Oh my god, that probably really messed up their their budget. Yeah, yeah, so then on set, also there was a carpenter who cut off his thumb. Oh no. Yep, and there was a lighting technician who lost a toe. It did not say how he lost a toe. He just lost it. You know, casual. I'm gonna guess he dropped something on it. I lose a toe sometimes. Uh, when the Iraq scenes were filmed, nine out of the 18-man crew at some point were out of ser- service, either due to sunstroke, which is not too weird because it's Iraq, it's yeah. fucking hot as balls, yeah. 
or dysentery, what? which I thought was only a thing on the Oregon Trail. I, yeah, I, you have, mm, I haven't heard about that being a thing in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also had shipped a bronze statue of Demon Pizzazu uh, <laughs> from L.A., and it somehow ended up in Hong Kong. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it somehow ended up in Hong Kong, which caused another two-week delay Wait, because they, they were, had to get it back. They were trying to ship it from L.A. to Iraq? To Iraq. Yeah, it ended up in Hong Kong. Uh, okay. No explanation. <laughs> yeah, so a quote from Ellen Burstein said, I don't know if it was a jinx, really, but there were some really strange goings on during the making of the film. We were dealing with some really heavy material, and you don't fool around with that kind of material without manifesting it in some way. Oh. There were many deaths on the film. Linda's grandfather died. The assistant cameraman's wife had a baby that died. The man who refrigerated the set died. The janitor who took care of the building was shot and killed. Holy shit. I think overall there were nine deaths during the course of the film, which is an incredible amount. It was scary, end quote. That is terrifying. Okay. There's one thing... (laughs) There's one thing, and I tell Kylie this all the time, that I do not fuck with, and it is demon possession. Like, I will not touch a Ouija board, I will not go anywhere near that shit, because I'm not taking it home with me. A lot of people want to go to, like, those haunted places and stuff, and I will go if it's, like, a ghost-haunted place. But if it's a demon? I think that's awesome, and I want to go. But the people that want to go to, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren, which a lot of people think that they're hoaxes, but... yeah. These demonologists, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are the people that they made The Conjuring about, yeah. those demonologists and things yeah. like that. A lot of people want to go to their room of possessed things. So a lot of people want to go to their room of possessed things. So when yeah. they do some type of exorcism, they often take a possessed object or something with them. They lock it away in this room in their house. And I guess you can go see the room or whatever. No. Fuck no. Why would I walk Fuck into no. a room full of possessed things and just hope something doesn't come home with me yeah even if you don't believe it i will never be that confident in anything in my life yeah that's like they also all the people that went to go see robert the doll that we talked about i was about to bring that and up. they ended up sending letters and shit back yep. to him being like i'm so sorry yeah. please leave me alone stop cursing me like yep yeah, it's we don't have much science based on it so i get if you don't want to believe it but but at with least all like, of these why would you take the risk it, yeah why would you take the risk why also, after we saw, was it Annabelle? Yes. We were talking about demons, and I'm pretty sure I gave you a panic attack because I <laughs> Yeah, I, I was not doing well. And after. horror movies are your favorite thing in existence, so I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't you dare bring shit no, in my... I did not know how serious she was about this fear. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't bring that I shit I underestimated home. it completely. She was, she was talking about, which we talked about in the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, she was talking about... That sleep paralysis demon that you see, and I was like, "Don't you fucking bring that in my bed." I was she like, genuinely upset. was like, "Get out of my bed." Um, I have and decided. We're engaged. I have decided it is not her fault. Oh, thank you, and babe. that thank I will you. take on her demons and her demons only for the rest of my life. <laughs> my demons are probably nice. Yeah, we'll they see. haven't done anything to me in my. I don't like years the way you're living. talking about them. <laughs> They're, They're not, not they. They don't exist. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. We don't have any. I'm so sorry. Uh, I love you. (laughs) So Friedkin, the director, also stated, there were strange images and visions that showed up on film that were never planned. So when they were, like, editing the film, there were weird things that showed up on camera. I mean, that kind of helps. Yeah, and he said there are double exposures in the little girl's face at the end of one reel that are unbelievable. And I couldn't find them, but I didn't look too hard. So I'm going to look for them, and if I can find them, I'll put them on, like, the blog. Yeah, I was wondering if they still kept them in and if they were obvious or not. So following the film's release, there were many reports of fainting, vomiting, and people having hallucinations. 
Uh, one woman fainted and broke her jaw. Oh my god! Yeah, after watching the film or while watching the film. Uh, in some countries, again, I it wasn't banned, but they did have ambulance staff attending screenings. Just in prepared, preparation? Yeah, if somebody got violently ill or something while watching it. Oh my god. Which is Just like, step out of the movie theater. Fun fact, I think I took my friend to see The Evil Dead when we were in like high school, and I think she had to leave because she was going to throw up. Well, I, that's a good thing to do if you think you're going to throw yeah, up Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people are like that. Like, I can watch whatever in a horror movie. Yeah, it doesn't bug me. And it doesn't bug me, but I guess yeah. that's a, like, that was a huge thing, especially for this. The amount of disgusting vomit and stuff in this yeah. film is ridiculous. It's weird. I don't have like strong reactions to any movie. Like, we've talked about... The only movie I've yeah, ever cried at is The no Lion emotions. King. Shut up. <laughs> you know that's a lie. I'll cry if I see any dog. <laughs> any dog. Yeah, so a lot of people, after the movie came out, ended up going to churches claiming to be possessed. Mm. Yeah, so I, I do that's think that that was probably a case of, not even that, but mental illness after seeing the movie, kind of, people who are mentally ill probably took it and ran with it. Yeah, I guess if you don't have a diagnosis and you're like, I don't know what's wrong with me, and then you're like watching something like that, and you're like, oh, maybe that's yeah, me. Yeah, if, like, if you're oh, like no, schizophrenic you just or something, might have schizophrenia. You know I mean? Yeah, because that is like a really common thing in schizophrenia to see uh, visions of the devil or God yeah, or exactly. something like that. But also, I could picture like just people who are hypochondriacs and being like, oh, well, one time, like I thought I saw something, or freak out and then just run to a church and are like, I'm possessed. And it's like, no, that was just like. Yeah. So on the other hand, a ton of renegade priests actually left service to become self-proclaimed demonologists and exorcists nah, because of the popularity. Yeah, the yeah. popularity it was so common, but they were not actual exorcists. Yeah, that should not be a self-proclaimed thing. You should be a like yeah, professional. Yeah, I mean yeah. they actually take classes on that. Yeah. That's uh, a real thing. Actually, in at least the U.S. I don't know about elsewhere, but at least in the U.S., every diocese has one exorcist. Ooh. Like, one person in each diocese is trained on exorcisms. Interesting. And you have to go through a whole process with the Catholic Church to prove to them that you're possessed before they'll do one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so if you ever have an issue, your diocese does have... A uh, demonologist. That's insane. On call. On call demonologist. <laughs> yep. Necessities only. <laughs> yeah, so there's since been, like, a strong interest in possession exorcisms, and now they're in, like, tons of shows and movies, and they even came out with that show, The Exorcist, which was so good. It was on Fox. Yeah, it was on Fox. And it was so good, and they cut it after, I think, two seasons. But the first season was awesome. i never seen it. It was so cool. Really? Yeah, it was really cool, but I think, I mean, Fox cut a lot of shows recently. They cut I think so that many, they're yeah. having, like, budget issues or something, because they took all the good shows, like The Mick. I knew you were going to bring that amazing up. amazing show, and cut, <laughs> and cut them. So, yeah, I was upset about that. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, fine. I'm not bitter. Yeah, so this was a cool, freaky movie, because not only is the movie terrifying and possessed, but, like, the set was terrifying and possessed. Yeah, that freaks me out a lot. So yeah, I like I love doing hearing this. about that stuff. Yeah, I I'm excited to do other possessed movie sets. I just didn't want to mm. do them back to back or anything yeah. like that. So even just the background of what movie was it where the girl snapped her back or something mid shooting, but it, like her pain, the screams oh, were yeah, real so, because she actually snapped her back. Yeah. So no, it wasn't. It was her hip. So oh. 
my understanding, I, I don't know if this happened in that. I want to look it up if it happened in The Exorcist. What movie was that? Out. Do you know what I'm it. talking about? The movie that I know of where that happened was in Jaws. They had put a girl in a rig. So that they can, you see the, how they slash across the water really fast, like screaming yeah. as if something's yeah, dragging yeah. them like really you fast did, under the water. You did tell me about that one. She was like rigged into this machine that did that and it just whipped her so fast it broke her hip. Oh my God. So the screaming that she's doing is actually her screaming, yeah. like get me out of this goddamn thing. Yeah. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I remember that one, but the one that I was talking about, I'm pretty sure it was a horror movie. Um, I think she was, like, tied to a bed or something. And yeah, I also... Was that The Exorcist? Maybe it was, and I think we were talking about it when we were po- recording one of the first weeks of the podcasts. Was it The Exorcist? Yeah, it was The Exorcist. Linda Blair suffered a spinal fracture due to a mechanical failure while filming a scene where her character, Reagan, levitates and thrashes violently. The fracture later developed into scoliosis. Um, yeah, that was what I was talking about. Okay. And then it also says that Ellen seriously injured her back while filming a scene where she falls over backwards after her possessed daughter back cancer. And that was left in the film. So that injury was left in the film. Okay, so I seriously <laughs> missed one of the injuries on The Exorcist. So Reagan, actually, when they put her in that rig to levitate, mm-hmm. it injured her back. Yeah. She fractured her back. That's insane. That we we were talking about that when we were recording. Yeah, I, for, I forgot that that was this though. I yeah, I didn't put together clearly. That's on me. That's on and me. on me, I didn't remember either. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah, at least on background. All right. Well, I have some background on exorcisms. So there are two types of possessions, kind of. There's possessions and oppressions of the devil. And oppressions are where the demon acts externally against the person, and possession is when the demon acts internally. So exorcisms are performed against possessions, not oppressions. So oppressions, because they're internal, are more of, like, things happening to you, like, people reported, like, spinal injuries, like, injuries to your physical self, I guess. Just weird, unexplained ones, kind of. Yeah, but then possessions, like, your symptoms are more external. So, like, possession symptoms are... Drastic changes in vocal pitch, facial structure, sudden injuries, like scratches and bite marks, which are on your physical outside, not yeah, like yeah. internally, so, superhuman strength. Okay, so oppression is a demon's fucking with your life. Yes. And then possession is like a demon. It's controlling is your body. Control- yeah. Yeah. Got it. I'm here for it. <laughs> yep. I don't want either. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think... I don't know which one I would prefer. <laughs> yeah, so oppression, oppression is like the one that Robert the Doll was giving people. Yes. Like shit was happening to them. Yes. And it was, okay. Yep. Um, I got it. I'm yeah, good. that's a good, yeah, that's a good example of it. Um, and then the oldest reference of demonic possession is from the Sumerians. Sumerians? Did I yep. say that right? Sumerians. Who believed all diseases of both the body and mind were caused by what they called a sickness demon, which is, they called a giddim. G-I-D-I-M. I know I fucked that up, and I apologize. That's get them. Um, and they get had... Em. I'm gonna get really... Them, them. Get them demons! Get them demons. <laughs> um, I'm gonna fuck this up, too. They all... They had priests called Ashipus. A-S-H-I-P-U-S. 
ashy puss. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I love the way you're saying that. Like, I just really want to, you I'm know. Not even going to attempt to correct. That. Like I just want to phonetically say it. <laughs> That's right. So that the listeners can try to understand a little bit. Ashapus. Anyway, Ashapus. I don't like that. Moving Better on. than Ashypus. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna let you get I'm, like a I'm so sorry. Anyway, Ashapus, who performed the exorcisms, and that actually means sorcerer. Um, and then in Christianity, they believe that Satan is the cause of possession. And in the New Testament, there are several times that Jesus drove out demons from people. And one of the main stories of this is called the miracle of gathering swine or the exorcism of legion and in this story jesus exercised 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 a demon out of a man into a herd of swine and then the swine ran down a hill into a lake and that's where they drowned so he like kind of transferred the demons over to the pigs i don't really know how that works but that was in the new testament um and even though this was like that was way back in history but in 2018, there was an article that came out that stated that Benig- Benigin- Benigno Palilla, Palilla, a Sicilian priest, reported that there are a half a million cases in Italy every year of ex- like half a million cases of exorcisms every year in Italy, and he he says that they're due to people who visit fortune tellers and tarot readers. Um, <laughs> Which, like, I'm, okay. Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> that's that's that a far-fetched reach. <laughs> um, and this caused the Vatican to set up a new exorcism training course in oh. response. Yeah, they do have those. I knew they had those. Yeah, and this is 2018. I, my understanding is uh, if you're going to perform exorcisms for the Catholic Church, which the Catholic Church believes are the only real exorcisms, yes, uh, are through them and become a demonologist... You have to actually go to the Vatican. Is the only place yes. that they train these people. Yeah, yep. Um, but that's insane that that was only a year ago. Like that's crazy. You know. You know how it is. You know they've been um, demons out here. The flying terrifying. <laughs> demons, man. <laughs> Little green, green demons. <laughs> Little green ghouls. <laughs> Anyway, um, despite all of this, though, demonic possession isn't a valid psychiatric or medical diagnosis recognized by either the DSM-5 or the ICD-10, and it's actually believed that demon possession is an anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis, which is a type of brain inflammation due to antibodies that leads to psychosis, delusions, hallucinations, seizures, and decreased breathing, which that would make sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's like the that most recent theory on it. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of. Be. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now. Tell me right now. Personal belief is that demons are real. Yeah, possession <laughs> is. I do think possession is real. I do think it's yeah. incredibly rare. I think most of the time these people are mentally ill or are schizophrenic or something like that. Yes. I think it gets mixed up very easily because yeah. the symptoms obviously are. But I do think there are cases where. It could be a fucking demon. Yeah, so if you think your loved one is possessed, probably take them to see a mental health specialist. First to rule out everything. (laughs) To rule out that before you go for an exorcism. Yeah, that would be the first move. So I'm going to get into the exorcism of Roland Doe, which is the exorcism that was the... um, Inspiration. Thank you. Inspiration for the exorcist. So in the 1940s, priests from the Roman Catholic Church performed exorcisms on a 14-year-old boy who went by the pseudonym Roland Doe or Robbie Mannheim. But I'm just going to be calling him Roland Doe because that's easier to say. 
He was an only child born into a German Lutheran family in 1935, and people at his school described him as quiet, withdrawn, and unpopular. And... (laughs) Me. (laughs) I relate to this child. (laughs) Maybe I too am, yes. (laughs) When she tells you that she has a demon inside of her. It's okay, I'm just mentally ill. (laughs) It's okay, it's just mental illness. I checked with my psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) And he was an only child, so he played with his aunt Harriet the most often, and she was extremely spiritualistic. When she died, the family said that whenever Roland was in, like, the direct vicinity, furniture started to move on its own, loud noises occurred, such as stomping feet and scratching on the walls, religious pictures on the wall vibrated, and objects started to float and fly. Roland was said to speak in a guttural voice and showed a strong hatred for anything sacred. His mom and dad asked their Lutheran pastor, pastor Luther Miles Schultz, I'm so sorry. Schultz. Schultz for help. Um, Luther had an extended knowledge on parapsychology, parapsychology, sorry, and decided to have Roland sleep at his house house for the night so that he could observe him. And after he said that he saw all of this happen for himself, he told the family to see a Catholic Catholic priest. Also, to interject, parapsychologists are, like, legit real. Oh, yeah. And they're also, like, a really good, not that anybody listening is possessed probably but they you are never know yeah, they are a really good middle ground between seeing a psychiatrist yeah. and before you get an exorcism done and a lot of these parapsychologists will decide if you're they think because they have possessed. extended knowledge yeah 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 and i actually think that's a good idea too because like say you started acting super strange i feel like i would be able to tell a little bit of a difference but i also like i've studied psychology pretty in depth and I could probably tell if it was like, oh, maybe she's like uh, just started developing um, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder because those do happen yeah. later in life, or if it was like, no, she's fucking possessed right now, you know? Yeah. So I feel like going I, to an in between person rather than going. I mean, you could still go to straight to a psychiatrist, but I if do, you have a really deep feeling that they might be possessed, I do have a real life anecdote. That I heard from an anonymous person mm-hmm. about an anonymous person. Okay. And this anecdote was that this person they believed to be schizophrenic and was at a mental health facility and was causing a bit of a disturbance, so they put them in what they call the quiet room, the QR. Yeah. In a, which is a padded room, and they take away anything you could hurt yourself with, which is pretty much everything. Yeah. So you don't have anything in there with you at it's all. They will not let room, you yeah. have anything in there. Yeah. And she was screaming about the devil. Oh, God. And things like that. And when they looked into the QR, there were little black things all over the ground. And so, said anonymous person thought that perhaps they had not taken something away from this person. Yeah. Maybe, like, it was like beads of a necklace or something like that. When they went inside, it was a ton of little dead black flies. Oh my god. And I was like, okay, that person was possessed. 100% no, possessed. that's not mental illness. There's no possessed. other explanation, especially in a room like that, because flies couldn't get in. There's no windows, there's nothing yeah, like that, Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, so that's my little anecdote of a real possessed person, for sure. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> for sure. So stuff like that. Like, if weird external things happen, like dead bugs around you, I'd be like, alright, I won't go straight to an exorcist, but like... 
And these try, parents are great parents because I think if our kid was possessed, I would drop kick that motherfucker. <laughs> this is so hard. So that the demon could fly into you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't kill them. I would just just drop kick him. Literally on the side of the road. Bye. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, drop him off and move to a different state. Well, we're on the same page. Maybe a different country. Yep. If you will. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We love our children that we don't have. <laughs> So he went to see Edward Hughes, who was a Roman Catholic priest, and some reports during the exorcism said that Roland got his hands out of the restraints, broke a bedspring from the mattress, and used that to slash the priest's arms. Since this made... So obviously, Father Edward Hughes chose to stop the exorcisms because he was like, this this kid gonna kill me. Yeah. And so the family went to see William S. Bowdern, who was the associate of church at St. Lou... I think I had a typo. Lewis University. And two more priests, Walter Halloran and William Van Rue, assisted him in the exorcisms. They all reported that words like evil and hell started showing up on Roland's body, that the mattress shook, and that he broke Halloran's nose. There were, like, cuts on his body? Yeah. Like, literally, like, cut the words into him. Which, like, how do those just appear? Gotta go. Exactly. Um, And many people actually witnessed these exorcisms, including the family's former pastor, Luther Miles Schultz. And then reporters asked Father Halloran if he thought that the boy had actually been been possessed, and he says, no, I can't go on record. I never made an absolute statement about the things because I didn't feel I was qualified. But he performed the exorcism. (laughs) So you admit that you're not qualified, but you performed the exorcism. So yeah, that is the exorcism that inspired The Exorcist. I also have a few other exorcisms because I just got lost in demonic internet went down the rabbit hole searching <laughs> so one of famous exorcism is i are i looked Actually, up how to say you know what wait what before we do that going back to this first story do we think that i mean actually there were kind of some things that are like on it inexplicable but like the writing on his body yeah but i was gonna say if he did not feel qualified do you think this kid was like mentally ill I, I, well i there are a lot of in- inexplicable with, things, but... There- yes, but in the beginning where it's saying he was described as, what was it, withdrawn, quiet, and unpopular, that has... Obviously, that can happen to many people. If you're yeah. a kid or if you were like that, that doesn't mean you have mental illness. But, like, that does lead up to it. Not lead up to it, but it is related sometimes. And But the throwing shit in the house without anybody touching it and whatever. Yeah, that's not mental illness. Religious pictures vibrating... Floating objects. But here's the thing. Do you think that a very Catholic family, and I feel like they were because oh, they, they, yeah, they said were. that the aunt was extremely spiritual. Yes. Do you think that a very Catholic family might chalk it up enough that the Catholic Church would do something about it? Yes. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because the, the, you cannot get the Catholic Church to perform an exorcism. Unless they think. Unless they actually have yeah, proof you have to go of through possession. Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder. I mean, I'm not saying I think, it wasn't. I think he was just saying that he can't go on record, like, saying no, just to kind of cover his ground, or maybe because there's really no... This was the 1940s, too. Like, there's no way to be like, yes, he was possessed. True. You they know? also did protect this kid's identity. We, they did. We have no clue no what idea. this kid's actual name was. Yeah. He goes by Roland Doe, and there was a whole book written about him that yeah. the exorcist is based on, but... They don't... You can actually look up this case pretty extensively, but they don't oh, yeah. actually know what his name was, or they won't... Yeah, it, it was definitely anybody. for show or something. They wouldn't try to hide his identity as much. Yeah, okay. You know? I'm, I'm here for it. All right. I'm here for it. Same. I just had to question it. I, no, no, it's a good question. I don't really know the answer, but... Her name's Anna Eklund, by the way. 
Who? You said I looked up how to... Not, I don't know. I just saw that you were getting to Anna Eklund. No, I, I was talking about how I literally just looked up and heard the pronunciation of... Oh, that one. Aix and Provence, and I know I'm saying that wrong. Aix. Aix. I'm going to look it up again. It's It was X in Provence. X in Provence. X in Provence. I, like, two minutes ago I looked That's it up. That's a very American way X of saying X in Provence. Okay. X in Provence possessions. So these were a series of cases of demonic possessions among the Ursuline nuns in 1611. Um, which is... I'm just kidding. Witches! It was witches! Not a witch! Not, not a witch! Not a witch! <laughs> not a witch! <laughs> um, so Father Louis Goffredy was accused and convicted of causing the possession by making a pact with the devil. Which I haven't heard many stories of someone actually being convicted or even accused of causing a possession. You know? Most of the time you just hear like it happens, but this one is like, this man did it. Witches. Witches. Not a witch. Not a witch. Making packs with the devil. (laughs) Sounds like a witch. I mean, if you ask me. (laughs) Um, So, Madeline de de Mandolx, de la Palude. De la Palude. (laughs) Fuck me. I said that in a Spanish. De la Palude. Yeah, this is all French. French. Yeah. We don't, this is all French. I'm sorry, we don't know. I can't even speak English, so. (laughs) (laughs) She was 17 years old when she went to the Ursuline Cup convent at Marcel, where she confessed that she had sexual relations with Father Louis Goffredy. What a shit priest. <laughs> yep. The mother superior sent her to Aix? Fuck, what was it? Aix and X. X in order to distance her from Goffredy. This is when Madeline started to have convulsions and other symptoms of demonic possessions and other nuns started to exhibit it as well. So it was like an illness that just spread mass through hysteria. them. Yeah, mass hysteria. Um, or possession. Yeah, you never know. Same thing. You never know. <laughs> it came out not that father... <laughs> not a witch. <laughs> that father Goffredy had relationships with many of the nuns and was sentenced to execution. He was dragged through the streets of X for five hours before he was executed by strangulation and burning. And then immediately after the execution, Madeline was free of possession. Mm. Which is weird because instead of performing an exorcism on Madeline, they were like, let's just kill the person who cause the possession. They think it's causing it. So you're like, get to the root of the problem, you know? That's weird. The root of the witch. Another witch? The root of the demon. <laughs> and so another famous exorcism was Anna Eklund, which you just told me how to pronounce. Her possession began when she was 14 years old when she started speaking in tongues and guttural voices, hissing like a cat, floating and clinging to bedroom walls, and showed an aversion to sacred spaces and objects. It was reported that her possession was the result of a curse from her aunt Mina and father Jacob. Mina was said to be a witch who had a romantic <laughs> relationship with Anna's Another father. <laughs> Jacob had men- had made many incestual sexual advances on Anna throughout her childhood, but Anna had denied them, so Mina and Jacob decided to put a curse on her. Mina put a spell on herbs, which she then put into Eklund's food to put her under this demon's spell. Which, that's fucked up, because Mina is in a relationship with Jacob, and Mina's butthurt that his <laughs> daughter won't accept his her husband, who is her father's, Sexual advances? Yes. The fuck? No, this is like an it's incredibly so fucked, up. fucked up. It's story. so fucked up. Okay. Like no, no doubt this girl was fucked up. Even if she wasn't possessed, this girl. Oh was yeah. Totally fucked. Yeah, you're fucking. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. Unlike previous exorcisms, the first exorcism was performed by Father Theophilus Risinger on Anna. And that was successful for a while, um, until 1928, but that's when she became possessed by even more demons. 
So she underwent her last exorcism at the age of 46 by the same priest at a convent in Erling, Iowa, and this one took three sessions over the course of four months. And it was said to be extremely violent. She supposedly levitated, howled, and hung from the frame of the doorway. Several nuns asked to be relocated to a different convent because it was so violent. This one was said to work as well, and she actually went on to live her life with only a few mild possessions afterwards. <laughs> so, like, would I call that successful what if you still have a few, a few mild possessions? What do you mean by a few mild possessions? I don't know. What does that mean? Like, bursts of them? Like, one day you're just a little bit possessed, and then you're, you're all good. Just red, and you're like... <laughs> You just start speaking in tongues, and then yeah, now you're back to normal. It's all good. <laughs> just a little hangry sometimes. <laughs> she just had to get her candy bar, and then possession's gone. She um, Snickers. <laughs> you just, you know, just need that Snickers. How to heal possessions. Get Snickers. <laughs> so during these exorcisms, Anna collapsed on the bed and screamed, Beelzebub, Judas, Jacob, Mina. Hell, hell, hell. Because it was believed that Anna was possessed by Judas Iscario, Iscario, Iscariot, who was said to Judas. be just Judas, who was said to be one of the twelve disciples of Jesus, as well as Jacob, her own father, and Aunt Mina. And this case was so well known that the priest Father Theophilus, Father Theophilus, Theophilus, Father Theophilus, that sounds a lot more sophisticated. I'm going with it who performed the exorcism, had a time profile made about him in 1936. So this was actually the most documented case of demonic possession in history. There's also a movie about it. It's called The Exorcism of Anna Eklund. I saw that when I was doing the research. I haven't seen it. Have you I, seen it? I haven't seen it. No. I think it was... More of a... It's like a, like a highly fictionized British film. I, okay. I don't think it was very good. But... Yeah. Like, usually if I hear too many things that something's not that great, I You're won't like, watch yeah, it. Yeah. And I never watched it, which means I heard too many things. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the possession and exorcism of Anna Eklund. And that is as far as I went, because I didn't I didn't know how long it was going to take, and I, I would that. have gone forever. I respect it. It's so fascinating and insane that this was in 1611, was her... No, was the ex and province possessions, but to this day, as of last year, there's still exorcism trainings. Do you think the ex and province possessions were the inspiration for the nun? Have you Ooh, seen the nun? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a bunch. of I them wonder if it is. I mean, that would be easy to look up, but I feel like it would be. It has to be at least a little bit. Yeah. Other, yeah, one hundred percent. That's insane. Yeah, that shit wild. It's insane. That shit. Wild. That shit great. Alright. To end this episode out, I'm gonna share with to end it out. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. I mean I'm going with it. <laughs> I found this beautiful wiki how on how to act like you're possessed. Oh yeah. Just in case you're an angsty teen. This is what they should teach in school. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> there are three methods. Method one is exhibiting sudden personality changes. Okay. One, become withdrawn, quiet, and defensive. But that's assuming you weren't already quietly drawn and defensive, because I would have to become Every extremely extroverted in order to Two, exhibit a personality change. Show a lack of interest in all of your hobbies. Okay, I need to reverse all of this. <laughs> Three, develop sudden and violent verbal outbursts. You don't have that. I don't have that. <laughs> Four, keep a blank, exhausted look on your face. Mm, I've I've been told I have resting bitch face. (laughs) 
Five, leave incriminating books and images lying around, like we, perhaps a pentagram. Or perhaps a book of ghosts in Block Island. That was, yeah. <laughs> uh, six, do unnerving things in public. What does that mean? It, it gives you examples. I would uh, Sit in a chair facing the wall and laugh hysterically to yourself. Have conversations with no one in dark corners. Rock back and forth catatonically while repeating a phrase under your breath. Hiss at people suddenly. (laughs) But a lot of these are mental illness too. Or addictions. Yeah, but this is, it says, quote unquote, this is another area in which you don't want to overdo it to be believable. Yeah, agreed. You, You need to find that balance. Yep. Okay, so method two. Using makeup to look possessed. Ooh, Instagram models. Yep. Need to do this one. One, apply a pale concealer to your face, neck, and lips. I don't need to. I'm already already very pale. Two, apply matte brown, gray, or purple eyeshadow under your eyes. Don't need that either. My bags are literally black. (laughs) Three, contour your cheekbones. I I don't have cheekbones. I need that. That's That's why I need need that. that. (laughs) Color your eyes, cheeks, and nose with red makeup. That's interesting. I feel like that would make you look kind of lively. I feel like that would also make you look like you have a drug addiction, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you were really So that's male, a risky line. Yeah, don't overdo it. Don't, don't overdo, overdo it. Five. Not to wish. Not to wish. <laughs> Five. Define and deepen your facial lines. Wrinkles. Like, I... Okay. <laughs> this one's a huge jump. Six. Draw veins on your cheeks and forehead. That would... You would have to be a makeup artist to pull this off. To pull off. that off, yeah. Seven, dust your face lightly with a sheer or white powder. Highlight, but in the wrong area. Yes. This will make your newly drawn veins look like they're sitting beneath your skin. That's a disgusting way to describe that. Your newly drawn veins. (laughs) Eight, make your lips look dry and cracked. Just take Accutane. (laughs) That too. Nine, make your hair look greasy and stringy. Me, every day. Ten, darken your fingernails and fingertips to look dirty. I have dirt underneath my nails right (laughs) Right now. now. All right, method three. Displaying physical disturbances. One, wake up screaming. I have done that. <laughs> uh, two, practice yoga strength and flexibility training. I'm feeling called out. This will help when you need to bend your body backwards and do some freak exercising and shit. Exercise them? Exorcisms. I'm sorry, you have to exercise to be exercised. I mean... <gasps> you have to exercise to be exercised. be exercised. All right, three. That should, that should have been the title of yep. this article. Yeah, they fucked that up. They did. All right, three. Act catatonic and go long periods without blinking. There was some kid in high school where we had to, in a science class, for whatever fucking reason, record how long you could go without blinking, and he made it six and a half minutes. No, I can barely go two seconds. Yeah. I blink literally every single second. Yeah, it was wild. I had a friend who, we were on a trip to, like, I think it was Washington, D.C., like a school trip or something. Um, and he fell asleep on the bus with his eyes wide open, which I know people do, but it was the spookiest thing ever. I didn't like it. How do your eyeballs not dry out? I don't know, man. Four is practicing rolling your eyes so that only the whites show. And my cousin, I used to, like, stay at his house all the time, and I'd always sleep on, like, an air mattress next to his bed. And he always, like, slept with, like, his head, like, a little bit off the bed and his eyes open. Like, only, only a little bit open. Like Banshee does. So it was terrifying. That's I'd wake horrible. up and he'd just be, like, looking at me but not looking at me. Oh, I was he only that. comfortable in that position, slightly off the bed? It wasn't all the time, but, like, a lot of the time. Oh, like that's that. so freaky. And you were underneath him on the yep. mattress? Oh, God. 
Five, rehearse extreme facial contortions and pained expressions. I have a good arsenal of that. Again, just exercise. <laughs> exercise Six, for the exorcism. <laughs> learn a new language or a few Latin phrases. Okay, I struggle so much with English. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot lo- use Latin. I've tried. I want to learn a second language. Seven, develop a creepy voice. I've got that covered. Those are your, those are your things. Uh, one of the Q&As here are, are there any tips on how to act possessed by an evil doll? That's so specific. What is this person planning? Not sure. That's, I, there's a lot of questions. Another question. Will this help me get a boyfriend? Answer, probably not. I mean, depends on who you're trying to date. This is so weird. What if you want to date a priest? (laughs) What I read in this article fits me 100%. Does that mean I'm already possessed? That was me this entire article. I was like, I got all of these down. Does that mean oh, I'm already possessed? So <sighs> Go to a parapsychologist, man. You never know. What do I do if I want to act half possessed? Do half the things. Do half the things on the list. And then just show a little. Like this person goes, when do I stop acting like I'm possessed? That sounds like a personal question, buddy. There's so many questions. This is concerning. Why do people want to act possessed? I don't know. But, you know. I guess. I'm. I'm I can't read any more of this. If you really want to prank someone. Yeah, so if you guys want to act possessed, check out this wiki how. Yep. Just follow those and very, very detailed directions. And put those... <laughs> for whatever you could use it for. Fun veins on your face. I hope that you strictly use this for some type of... What do you hope they use haunted it for? Haunted house I was about thing. to say, this could come in handy during but Halloween, that's but please don't use this to, like... I don't even know. I don't know what you could use this for. Unless you want to be exercised. <laughs> we have gone down a rabbit hole. Unless you're, maybe, what if you're like an <laughs> undercover detective and you're like, well, I want to be exercised and see what no. really happens. Okay. Nope. Anyway, now that we are spiraling on this. We're spiraling. Okay. Well, I think it's time for us to be done with this. We're done with this episode for now. We are sorry for where this went, but not sorry at all because I think it's hilarious. We went down a rabbit hole, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta go down a rabbit hole. It's hard not to when you're Googling possession, exorcisms, and funny exorcisms. Yeah, and I I think we could have done more exorcisms, but I want to save them for other movies because a lot of them are actually like specific inspirations for other stuff, and I don't want to... Yeah, and I just want to give... some material. Yeah, and the exorcism is like, it's a very broad kind of category of just exorcisms overall. So it was easy for me to find overall ones, but when we do get more specific, I didn't yeah. want to take those ones. Yeah. So, so I tried to just cover, like, pretty well-known, famous, basic exorcisms. Basic fish. Basic exorcisms. Anyway. Not a witch. Not a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening if you made it this far. Thanks for sticking with us after we missed a week. Yeah, we're sorry about that, but not that sorry. Because we're engaged. We engaged! That's my fiance! Oh, yeah. All right, well, we'll catch y'all next week. Good night. Good night. (laughs)